This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Yeah, so like, you know, just knowing we don't have that much time, I think it would probably be most valuable to maybe just do Q&A. Obviously, I've put out more than enough content, so I don't need to repeat things that I think you could find on every fucking platform. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to answer anything that anybody might have in their mind about anything. Oh, man. Who's <laughs> going oh, first? Um, I guess I'll start with, like, Mix. Like, uh, what made you think about being an investor in the Mix program? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty well documented. My hypothesis on like the ROI of current college is not something that I'm like excited about. And I think a lot of kids are putting themselves in a very precarious spot by taking on debt and not getting unique. It's just too cookie cutter. I, I just, I understand the social aspects, but the social aspects, in my opinion, are replicatable in a million ways. Um, and I think that there, we need to put pressure on what we're teaching people and how we're teaching people. And um, whether mix works or not, not putting effort into challenging something that is clearly not working in 2021 is something that I don't think is a good idea. And so I want to put my energies into projects that replicate things like this. Awesome. I got a question. Um, okay, so uh, going um, first, I know you don't really like compliments, but thank you. <laughs> I, uh, you. You came at just the right time in my life. I just want to say thank you. Um, Appreciate it. So this is more uh, a project I'm working on. I'm curious your perspective on it and ideas. So um, long story short, I've been making music for like five years, and um, I'm super into storytelling and like the emotional journey that um, the theme that'll wrap up the project I'm making is like through times of hardship, loss, suffering, and defeat you learn the things you didn't know you needed, you discover yourself. So I'm making a song for each emotion that goes with that theme, and then with that song, because in the end, like the it's, it's just like movies, like loss in one movie could be losing a race, the other could be losing a family member. Of course. Finding something could be finding an object, the other could be finding a person. Correct. Um, so I have a song to go with each one of those emotions, there's a bunch of them, and um, also a written, story to go with them and also a visual story okay and um just so you can hear the story read the story and see the story the art will be a bunch of i want to get into um actual art i want to do some short films and i'm super into ar and vr tech okay um, so and i also want to make this um i'm super interested in the whole nft lane as i know you are but the thing is like well not the thing is i i don't care about necessarily making money because um i used to trade in the stock market and i learned one of the biggest lessons I learned is uh, money's not happiness. You can, yeah, <laughs> yes, you can learn from any loss, and money's not happiness. So, um, that being said, let's say you had these songs done, the stories done, and the art done, and you just wanted to have as many people consume it as possible for the reason simply to help. I understand. How, what would your? I would do what I've done for the last fifteen years. Yeah. I would make an outrageous amount of content on the places where people actually live. Yeah. Right, the biggest problem for most people is they think that there's a perfect time or a perfect way to get something out and it will just work. No one remembers Google's launch. Correct, that. So like I think the, 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 most people think in terms of like if I nail this, it will go instead of I have to nail it one little tiny piece at a time forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, I mean, you, you have the greatest music infrastructure of all time. SoundCloud and Spotify, TikTok and YouTube exist now. 30 years ago, 
This is what's so awesome about you guys being at this age at this time. Everything you take for granted is insane to me. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, when I was your age, like you fucking had to go to Hollywood or get discovered by somebody. Now you can just upload it and do one fucking post on TikTok and something could happen. It's not guaranteed to happen. It's hard for it to happen. But I think, I think you need to think in, in terms of, I've gotta put myself out there and my message out there. And if you're gonna do NFTs, you gotta build your Discord. And if you ask everyone here to join and you have seven people in it, then that's your fucking starting point. I had 11 views on the first episode of Wine Library TV. That was it. And I manifested those views. I'm like, yo, can you watch this? You know, like, like it takes time. And that was, you know, that was 15 years ago. So I think, I think you need to put it out. Yeah, and, no, you, and you need to put yourself out. Yeah, I, in my opinion, there's a direct correlation with vulnerability and success. I think so too. Creativity. I think so too. And I don't think it's just in the output of vulnerability for them and in your content. I think it's actual humility and vulnerability with yourself. People are genuinely scared to lose because of outside affirmation, not what they're, not the conversation. All of you would do everything you'd want to do because it's just you and you, but you don't because you're letting other people's opinions factor in. Yeah. It, that was my question to you because from what Jackson said, how do you overcome the paralysis? Because for they me, are really good, yeah. but they're paralyzed. Uh, the leap of faith, how do you uh, take the leap of faith? By realizing you have no other option. There is nothing else. You can either continue to do whatever the fuck you're talking to yourself about that you're not doing, or you can do it. It's literally like having your first kiss or learning how to swim or ride a bike or have sex for the first time. It's something that is in your mind that is like big, and then when you're done doing it, it just wasn't what you made it out to be. I really believe that. Like, I I don't understand the downside of doing exactly what the fuck you want to do. I understand the sadness that happens 60 years later when you realize you didn't do exactly what you wanted to do. Right now, the only loss that you would have with doing whatever the fuck you're thinking right now is that other people that you value don't think it's a good idea. Later, you're gonna realize it was a bad idea to not try to do it. That. So I've been doing the whole TikTok thing for a couple months now and I've always wanted to do YouTube and stuff. Me and my brother are super huge fans of you and I wanted to know like this day and age with TikTok and all these social medias and like how you can brand yourself. What is your advice to somebody who's like 20 something trying to like brand themselves on these platforms? I I think there's two, there's almost like a yin and yang in my opinion to like win. One, you can't win on TikTok or any platform unless you're respectful of the platform, right? Like if you don't make a TikTok, you guys all know this, you're in the perfect demo where you see things in your feeds where you're like, that person clearly doesn't know what's going on here. It's like, just like anything when it comes to cool, like if there's like a hot restaurant or club in New York, you always know when somebody comes in that isn't aware of what's happening, right? They feel out of place. It's everything, even if it's like art or dirt biking or skateboarding or like you just, whatever you're like a part of, you always know when somebody's trying to come into it, when they do get it and when they don't, right? That should come very natural to all of you. So you do have to respect TikTok. Like you need to know what trends are happening. You do need to know how to do copy overlay. You need to know. 
this is where people get fucked up though. In the beginning, when the TikTok thing really started happening, and I was very loud about it, a lot of people struggled because they thought they had to dance. Right, like I remember two years ago, everyone's like, I'm a lawyer, I'm not gonna dance. I'm like, you don't have to dance. I understand that young female dancers are doing well on the platform, you don't need to do that. But you can't come in and make a YouTube video as a lawyer on TikTok. You have to make a lawyer TikTok video. And all of you, because I'm I'm making assumptions that you're in it, we've now seen people teach, I mean that ASMR girl doing food, right? Like if you do a TikTok thing, you can do anything. Well, actually, I'm so sad that when I did Wine Library TV that I didn't ha- that TikTok wasn't in its prime because I feel like I could have like it's insane how big you can get when you know what you're doing. So that's step one: respect the context of the platform. The second part's the harder part: talk about shit that is either true to you or you know, and nothing else. So what people do is they over-respect the platform. They see Charlie and Addison blow up, and even though they don't really give a fuck about dancing, or even know how, or even like it, they care about becoming internet famous, or TikTok famous, so they try to dance. But you don't give a fuck about dancing. So you gotta be contextual to the platform, but then you gotta talk about your shit. Your shit might be nerdy and dorky because your grandma loves bird watching and you love your grandma more than life and you actually are all about fucking bird watching. If you do bird watching TikTok proper, you can fucking dominate. That's the part people don't see. It's the two sides of the spectrum. Fully respect the platform and all its nuances, trends, how you do it, but then only talk about one of two things. What's true to you or what you fucking are good at and you like. People conform on their thing to the platform. This is working, I'm gonna be a comedian. You're not fucking funny. <laughs> that. Um, so if you were my age and- I'd be very, <laughs> very happy. Very, very happy. So if you were my age and willing to learn every, anything, because you're like genuinely interested in like everything. I would work but, for free for the most successful person in any genre that would take me. If you're a young person and you're genuinely curious and you're willing to do anything, you should DM the 14 most successful people in 47 different things and whoever is willing to take you for free to work with them, not work at their company. There's a very big difference in working for Team Gary and me than working at VaynerMedia. One, VaynerMedia doesn't do free, they pay, but like when I did and now I pay for, for like minimum, but like, who, like, the closer you could get to the person that you're trying to be, the quicker you'll learn how to get there. It's very real. It's the biggest advantage all of you have is time and the ability to live like shit. Meaning, it feels very normal to live in a shitty place, eat shitty food with four of your best friends anywhere. Whereas when you have kids and children, I can't go talk to 45 year olds right now and be like, hey, make $8 an hour and live in a shithole and eat fucking Chick-fil-A every day. They're like, that's not healthy for me, I can't, I have a mortgage. Like your biggest advantage is, unless you're fancy, like you could live crazy humbly and you have your whole life in front of you so if you train for three years at the hip of whoever you wanna be, you're still 25 when it's over. Right now you may think, if you're 21, you might think 25's like, oh, halfway to 30. Take it from anyone who's not 25. 25's the same shit that 21 is. That. I got another one. 
Okay. <laughs> um, when, uh, however you defy. What? Um, you need a code? Yeah, For who, Lou? Lou? Give me one second, brother. No, you're fine. I really love these two, but I hope somebody else can ask a question too. Don't be shy. <laughs> I know, guys. Go, Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. If, uh, when you, whatever you classify success as, when you first started achieving it, did you, is there anything you wish you did differently when you first started? I think the that? reason I sit where I sit is that success for me has never been an outside force of tangibility. I really believe truly, like to the grave, when it's all said and done for me, that true success is genuinely enjoying what the fuck you're doing every day. I really mean that. Yeah, totally. I, I don't think like, the you know, growing up with less and then achieving success and hanging around a lot is a great perspective. I sit here in front of all of you as a 46 year old man who knows unlimited people who make more than $10 million a year who are genuinely, genuinely not happy and I have unbelievable amounts of friends that I grew up with who make 67,000 a year and genuinely love their life nine to five, go to the bar five to six with their buddies, play softball, and just, like, it's just very simple. Yeah. Life is, so for me, I, I started there, now I know it, but through, through circumstance, I was already at 22 this person. I want to do what I want to do every day of my life. I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. I hated school so much that I'd already lived fucking 12 years of hating every day and living for the weekend and living for summer vacation that all I wanted in my life was to never feel that feeling. It blows my mind. In school, you really had no choice. Your fucking parents made you. As a grown up, you actually have full choice and everyone chooses to do shit they don't like, to buy things they don't really care about. They think they care about the house, the car, the status, the watch. They don't. Because if, if they do, what they're really caring about is other people's opinions of them and at some point in their adulthood, they're gonna realize how fuck up shitty that is. And whether that's 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or 80, they all get there, which is like, fuck. I had one fucking life and I lived it for everybody but myself. It's very real and you guys are in the most vulnerable spot right now. A lot of you right now are living your parents' choice. Even doing mix, a lot of you still consciously or subconsciously have your parents' opinion or even scarier, the opinion of the people that follow you. Like genuinely making decisions for outside affirmation is the quickest way to unhappiness. So for me, I never had success. Even my whole Jets thing is very misunderstood. I want the process of trying to buy the Jets I don't need the Jets. If tomorrow Carl Thompson or Susan Smith buy the Jets, I'm gonna be like, cool. Like it's, 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 it's playing your game. Yeah. The reason I, I had such a the highest form of betrayal is betraying yourself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And most people, like, you know this, because how old are you? Fifty-three. Wow, you look fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you you know this. There having such more thoughtful conversations than we did at their age. We're of the generation that just kind of went through it. I was so weird. I was such an enigma that I said, fuck school, I'm gonna do this. Like, people thought I was a loser. Like, every, in high school, every single teacher and every single one of my friend's parents thought that I was not going to succeed in life singularly because I was bad at school. 
and in my own little head, to myself, at night, brushing my teeth, in my fucking thoughts, prayers, and feelings, I was like, I'm gonna be more successful than everybody, combined. I used to walk in high school and be like, there are 200 kids in my class and I'm gonna be more successful than all of them combined in the way they think success, which is I'm gonna make more money than all of them. And I knew it. I knew it. But that was weird. Now that's not weird. Now a 16 year old who's like an entrepreneur, like you guys all grew up in it. When you were in high school, people that said they were gonna be entrepreneurs, you thought they might win. You thought that was good. Not when I was a kid. And I think, so they're having much more thoughtful conversations than we did. So all of you, now the problem with thoughtful conversations is you get in your own fucking head. So it's like a double-sided sword that you guys are in. You're way more thoughtful, way more. You, have, you actually ask questions of yourself. The problem is there's way less action that can come along with that. You could just be in the game of overthinking in perpetuity. So you've gotta find your balance with thoughtfulness but execution as well. Because you can just outthink yourself for a decade because you think the thinking is accomplishing. There's a little bit of that affirmation going on right now. Like, the conversation is the win, it's not. Action defines. Yeah, and, and right now, the youth have so much leverage because they're the Gen Z generation that has so much power, we, we listen to them, they're cool. The problem is, if you think the reward is your judgment on everybody else, you're finished. Your take on what your parents are doing wrong is accomplishing nothing for you. So like, what's the, I'm trying to like think of how to word this. Like, when, if you were like our age, like what's the advice that like you wish you would have gotten? I don't wish shit, because I lived it. I think the, the but to answer it differently, yeah. or the, the, it's a very binary question, which is, do you have an understanding of the following? One. Execution and doing is the only actual truth. Like, saying you're gonna be successful or thoughtful or at peace or, imp- or change the world or whatever the fuck is that? selfish, selfless, this. Saying it is beautiful because it gives you a framework. But have you audited yourself of like, are you doing something about it? Because I think what's so impressive and, and dangerous about a social media world is that the eco chamber of conversation feels like you're doing something. Right, like, do you know how many keyboard warriors there are? Like, people talk it, but like, talking it or making a piece of content about it doesn't mean actually living it. So that's something you have to watch out for. Number two, and this is why, for the, whoever here follows me, the number one reason I sell patience is it's your best friend. And most people here when I talk about patience, they think I'm talking about inaction and passiveness. But I'm not. I just don't want you to judge yourself of where you are at your life at 25. I really wish you all knew how scary 30 looks right now and how non of event it's gonna be because you're gonna turn 31 and you're gonna make 40 look like 30. Right now you're looking at 30 like And like when you get there, because you're there, on your 31st birthday, you're just gonna take all those feelings and make 40 that. If you knew that at 20, it would make you much more thoughtful and patient. When I say go work for somebody for free for four years, all of a sudden it doesn't sound scary when you realize I'm 46 and I feel like we're the same. Like I'm sitting with you and I'm like, we're friends, right? Like, like 
And like, I remember when I was 22 and my cousin was 30, I thought he was a thousand. Like old as fuck. So I'm sitting here laughing because I'm like, man, I'm 46, they're looking at me like, like you're fucking old. <laughs> of course, because I'm more than double your age. But if you actually understood that inside, it still feels exactly the same, like exactly the same. I'm sitting and looking at you and I'm feeling all the feelings right now that I felt when I was with my buddies in college. It's just the same. If you actually knew that to be true, you could get so much more patient, so much more thoughtful, so much more calculated. You'd be so much kinder to yourself because you wouldn't judge what you've accomplished in a 24 month window. You wouldn't ask yourself if this was the right decision versus the classic route. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't be scared to. You just knew it wouldn't matter because it doesn't matter. What's that? Oh, right. What's that? Yeah. Okay. How about you guys get all over here and Gary can come over to you? So, what do you move guys here? Yeah, you guys stay and have everyone else come to this side. Wait, you want a picture with them quick? Sure. Yeah, do it quick. Yeah.